With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for downloading the Blue Moon Podcast. Please give the show your support by becoming a backer. Patreon.com forward slash Blue Moon Podcast. everybody and welcome to a little mini episode of the blue moon podcast this week's full episode will be out at the usual time but since the season is on hold we've decided to put out this bonus show too i'm sam roscoe and i'm introducing this 20 year anniversary special for city's remarkable promotion back to the premier league it feels like only yesterday but thursday the 7th of may marks two decades since joel royal led his team to a 4-1 victory at blackburn's ewood park and for this bonus show David Mooney has the memories of some of the players involved that day. Just under a year ago, we did a Blue Moon podcast special where we spoke to all of the players from City's win at Wembley in 1999, marking the 20th anniversary of that promotion from their lowest ever point. Taylor's at the edge of the area, but he's worked it through. It's Carla Sorba, and it's a goal in the last 10 minutes of the contest. And it's Taylor he's put through this time. that promotion got City back into the second tier of English football. They were still underachieving by their own high standards, especially compared to now, but they were at last heading in the right direction. It was August 1999 and this was a world where Ronan Keating and Ricky Martin were at the top of the UK charts. The Sixth Sense had just hit cinemas. Days before the season kicked off, Des Lynham defected from the BBC to ITV. In the USA, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was just a few weeks away from its first ever episode and City were beginning life back in the first division. We had a pre-tournament meeting with the board and um, we went through all of this. We first of all acknowledged what had just happened with a big smile and a big sigh and then we talked about prospects for the future and what we needed to consolidate and uh, one of the board asked me how I thought we could do this year and I said don't rule us out of the playoffs, you know, which certainly turned one or two heads. They didn't think that we were anywhere near that. And whilst I'm sure they appreciated the, the bravado and the confidence, um, one or two certainly thought I was slightly puzzled. That's then manager Joe Royal. He had overseen promotion from the third tier the year before and his optimism perhaps wasn't shared so much by supporters. They knew the first division was still below where they wanted to be, but they also accepted that the rebuilding job might take a couple of seasons to get them back to the top flight. But that's not what happened. Goalkeeper Nicky Weaver, who was in his second season as first choice, had only just turned 20. But he says the team were playing with masses of confidence. We just saw like rid on the crest of the wave. We had people like unsung heroes like you know Gerard Vikings and Richard Jobson and 
and these sort of people who were playing really consistently week in week out um, we just you know we've got a place like Birmingham we win 1-0 then we've got a Palace and winning what's Forest and winning we used to go to places and win and we just had this habit of winning the start though wasn't that convincing a loss on the opening day to Wolves at Main Road was followed up by a goalless draw at Craven Cottage, less than ideal as Fulham were newly promoted just like City themselves. But one part of that draw has gone down in City folklore, involving captain Andy Morrison and striker Stan Collymore. Here's the captain explaining what happened. No, I didn't lick his face. That's uh, That was what uh, people said, but it wasn't... Um, it made a few comments to me, and, I, and my comment was, I've got you licked, you know, you've not... You've not had a kick. You've not had a shot. You've done nothing. I've got you licked, and uh, and he said what? And I said I've got you licked. So I made a gesture of a lick, and uh, the referee has just pulled a card out and shown me a yellow card. And he's put the card back in his hand, and he's obviously seen that my name's on it already. So he's had to pull out a red card. You know, it was nothing as the papers, you know, sticking my my tongue down his throat and. And, you know, and I think if the referee had remembered he but me, he wouldn't have sent me off and we wouldn't be talking about it. But despite two games, only one point and no goals, City then put a run together. They lost just twice in their next 17, taking 41 points and leaping to the top of the table. They surrendered top spot a week later, falling behind both Huddersfield and Charlton. Huddersfield would drop away, eventually finishing in eighth. Meanwhile, Charlton would go on to win the title. It was, by and large, plain sailing for City. There was one wobble, a run of no wins in seven in the spring, but others around them faltered at the same time. City had slipped a third, two points behind the second automatic promotion spot, but with a game in hand. By the time it got to the penultimate game of the season, a 1-0 success over Birmingham, City were on the brink. to the pitch there was a natural explosion of jubilation at the end they are so delighted having been through so many troubled times here that they're on the brink of getting back to the premiership that as a natural outpouring of celebration they have just raced onto the main road turf in what surely now has been their last home game of the season they're not absolutely certain of getting there a stumble by Ipswich tomorrow or a point against Blackburn next week will make absolutely certain of it but they're in a mood to celebrate that promotion party was premature though against the odds Ipswich won away at league champions Charlton and it took it to the final day City needed a point, anything less at Ewood Park, and they'd leave the door open for Ipswich to steal into second place. That was if they were able to win against relegation-threatened Walsall at Portman Road. At half-time on the final day, it was Ipswich that had the advantage. Here's Janssen! Goal! And that really has put the cat among the pigeons! Matt Janssen brings despair to Joe Royal! Joy to Suffolk and anxiety increased for all those City fans. Not only were Blackburn leading, they'd battered City too. They'd created chance after chance after chance, hitting the woodwork four times in the first hour of the game. Kevin Horlock thinks that the team weren't themselves in the first half. I can't remember how many times they hit the post. I remember it just felt like I was hitting the woodwork all the time. And then when we went behind, you had to ask yourself, was there anything left in us to get back in it? A good number of us. I think 
probably shied away from it on the day. We didn't perform as well as we could have, whether it be nerves or being scared of, of failure, I'm not sure. Joe Royal had his work cut out in the second half. We sat down at half-time and it, it wasn't time for shouting. I was never a great shouter anyway. I've always believed in, in encouragement. And if you shout and rant and rave all the time, it becomes the normal. So I was never a great raver. We sat down and I sat amongst them and I, I knew what I was going to say coming down. I was saying, hey... For a start, they say, us, you know, we haven't played. You know, we're lucky we're still in this game. I said, don't forget something, you know, that we have behind us, we always score. We're only 1-0 down, we always score. And then soon after half-time, they hit the post again and it bounced into Nicky Weaver's arms. And again, I turned to Ace and I said, there's something going on here, this could be our day, you know. Ward against Edgehill, and he's inside him! Oh, it's off the woodwork again! I remember, I'm sure it was Ashley Ward, hit the post, I'm beaten, I've turned around at the post, it just comes straight back to me. And that's when you think, you know, how could, we can't lose. And it's Matt Janssen this time! Oh, again! This is extraordinary! As the second half kicked off, Weaver was caught on camera, standing on his line, looking up at his crossbar with his eyes closed and praying for a good result. Just like, please let us win. Like, it didn't mean anything to Blackburn. Like, it meant everything to us. And Blackburn had nothing to play. You're like thinking, just let us win. You know, it, it, it's no benefit to you to win. Around the hour mark, City got themselves back into it. Sean Gota found the net after a wicked ball into the box from Kevin Horlock. I think Mark Kennedy went down the left, and obviously Mark was, was a fairly quick player, although everybody was quick compared to me. He got down the left and I just remember thought, right, I back him up, I back him up and he just rolled a ball inside to me and we all know what the goat is about, if, 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 the, if the ball goes in the box he's going to be there or thereabouts, so I just put it in an area basically, I, I was always told as, 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 a, as a young lad if you're in a crossing position put it in between the goalkeeper and the back four, the corridor of uncertainty where defenders don't want to defend it, goalies can't come for it. Here's Kennedy, Warlock has made a great run here down the channel, in towards Dick on the Gota! Sean Gota has got his 29th goal of the season and from despair to delight, the City fans celebrate. Would you believe it? Looking back, it, it was probably textbook um, quarter of uncertainty where no one could deal with it and obviously Gota just peeled up round the back and that was an easy finish for me. It was what it was all about and we knew if we got him the ball in good areas, he'd always get us back in it. That goal moved City back into second ahead of Ipswich on goal difference. But minutes later, they were leading on points. That was when Blackburn's capitulation began. Daly here has to be careful, and he's given them a goal! Christian Daly caught out by the position of his own goalkeeper, Alan Kelly. What a helping hand City have been given by a Blackburn defender. Dick up here looking to secure a win, and Kennedy probably has done. Joe Royal takes the acclaim from the goal scorer who's run half the length of the pitch to celebrate with his manager and Nicky Weaver's cartwheel show that the celebrations now can start in earnest. Manchester City will be playing Premiership football next season. I think it was like 3-1 with like maybe 20 minutes to go. So we had like, we were passing it around, the fans are doing the conga and they got nothing to play for so they'd sort of more or less thrown the towel in and so to have like 15 or 20 minutes where we knew pretty much we were going up was just staggering and uh, when the whistle went the fans go on the pitch yeah it was brilliant with the City fans dancing in all four sides of Ewood Park the game was put beyond doubt 
The hero from Wembley 12 months earlier got his name on the score sheet, adding City's fourth. Paul Dickoff always seemed to have the knack of scoring in these sorts of games. I'm a lucky little shit, isn't I? Um, that, that was just that was a fantastic experience as well, you know. And, uh, look, Endy was at the game, we should have been out of sight by half time. I think Matt Jansen's at the post and the crossbar about four times. But the, the thing about that team was we had a with our inner belief to, to hang in in our games, you know, even when things weren't going, going well. We knew that if we hung in there against teams like Blackburn and weathered the storm, that we'd come out the other side and, you know, show again. And here's Dickoff. And he's gone all the way through! And Paul Dickoff, who played such an important part in the defining moment of Manchester City's turnaround with the goal of Wembley a year ago, has crowned City's return to the Premiership. It's 4-1 and Joe Royal will be back in the big time next season. It's only my second season, so after two years I'm thinking, well, this is all right, you know. First year Wembley, and, and obviously for it to end at Blackburn, which in some ways were more remarkable than Wembley, because we had, you know, equally as many fans outside the ground as we did in it, and they hit the woodwork three or four times, and have made a couple of saves, and... I mean, Alan Kelly was in their goal and they never had a shot to save. And we had three shots, scored three and did an own goal. So it was just staggering. City had done it and they were back in the Premier League, but not without a bit of luck in that final match. One of my greatest friends in football had been a young secretary at Oldham when I started was Tom Finn, who was then on the board and secretary at Blackburn. And I met him in the holidays and, and he, he was genuinely pleased for us that we'd gone up. Although I don't think he could tell Graham Soonest that he was their manager. And uh, after a few drinks in, in some Vida, I tried to buy those posts and uh, crossbars at Blackburn off him. And uh, <laughs> I won't say he got our rights, but he told me where to go. After back-to-back promotions, City fans could celebrate a return to the top flight just two seasons after facing their worst ever point. The first part of the recovery had been done the year before at Wembley, and it was complete with that victory at Blackburn in May 2000 and it was certainly no small task for the players and the manager at the time. Hi, this is Kevin Hallock, and you are listening to the Blue Moon Podcast. For a pledge of $2 a month, you can hear our weekly bonus show on a wide range of city topics. There's more details on patreon.com forward slash blue moon podcast. That was David Mooney looking back at City's remarkable promotion to the Premier League back in the year 2000. Thank you for listening to this show. Don't forget to subscribe because we're making all sorts of special episodes during this coronavirus lockdown. We've got another one out later on tonight about the season City had under Sven Goran Eriksson. You can also support the show on Patreon too. Just look up patreon.com forward slash blue moon podcast thanks very much for listening stay safe and we'll see you soon that was the blue moon podcast please support the show patreon.com forward slash blue moon podcast